So everybody wants to stand out. Everybody wants to be noticed and seen and flourish in some way or succeed in their endeavors, whether it's your business, whether it's in your career, whether it's as a wife or whether it's as a mom. You know, everyone wants to do well in their area of influence where they have been called to. And so today we're going to talk about just how to do that, especially as a believer, especially in the times we're living in right now. And we're seeing lots of darkness and we're seeing lots of job losses and things happening that are not as positive as we'd like them to be lots of negativity in the world well how can we stand out how can we flourish and succeed in what is just a gradually declining environment that we see ourselves in so we're going to talk about that in today's session just stay locked on as we dive deep into god's word Hey friends, if you want to stand out and grow a highly successful online business using your God-given gifts and expertise, you are in the right place. Tired of constantly posting on social media with little or no financial return? That's not God's plan for you. His word teaches how to simplify and streamline so you can have the abundant life that you were called to. Hey there, I'm Bukia Koa, Kingdom Business Coach and online marketing and sales strategist who has used biblical principles to create multiple six figures and a business I absolutely love using my gifts and talents. Interested in doing that too? Sit back, relax, grab your favorite drink as you learn how to create your abundant life and business on purpose, for purpose, with God's word at the center. Let's get to it. So today we are talking about flourishing and I'm just gonna go straight to it I'm not gonna I'm not gonna waste any time but being filled will lead you to flourish and I'm gonna just break that down a little bit more what I mean by being filled because see I have had a lot of conversations with people regarding especially AI we'll have another another episode on AI another time but just where I see or what I sense is going to happen in in the future or where the world is going regarding AI and Um, We're already seeing job losses. We're already seeing um, just how people are using it in different ways that are just questionable, right? And, you know, replacing humans. My point is it's replacing humans. And so, well, actually, how do you stand out? Like, how do you be different? How do you get people to kind of, especially as business owners, if you're listening to this, you know, wanting to like be different and set apart. I was having a conversation with my husband the other day and we're just kind of breaking it down. He was like, listen, listen, we have the Holy Spirit. We have God. We have Jesus. We have the spirit of God in the inside of us that makes us unique and different and makes us to be relevant in these times. And I'm just going to read from a scripture that is, is you wouldn't think is about being filled, but actually I, as I read it recently, I really felt there was a different dynamic to this. And I want to going to bring this to you. So we're just going to go straight in and um, read from the book of John chapter two, and we're going to look at Jesus's first miracle. So if you read chapter one, this is where Jesus was um, filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, John saw the dove upon him, and this is the anointed one who has come to save the world, right? Jesus then goes out and gets the disciples start to follow him. And, you know, as we read the, the very familiar miracle that he did in the wedding the wedding that he went to the first miracle which I as I read it more and more I don't feel this miracle was really about turning water into wine I don't feel the first miracle the first miracle that Jesus did as recorded in the Bible I don't believe was about water being turned into wine I think it's much deeper than that as I'm going to read 
if you're with me there, if you're if you're watching, listening to this, watching this, um, let's read together from John chapter two, verse um one to ten. I'm reading from the New King James Version, and it says this. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee and the mother of Jesus was there. Now, both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine, the mother of Jesus said to him, they have no wine. Jesus said to her, woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to his servants, whatever he says to you, do it, right? Now, there were set there six water pots of stone according to the manner of provocation to the Jews containing 20 or 30 gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, fill the water pots with water and then they filled them up the brim, up to the brim, sorry. And he said to them, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from, but the servant who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom and he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior, you have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs that Jesus did in Cana of Galilee and manifested his glory and his disciples believed in him. There's so much here, right? Let me just first address the the way that his mom ignored him. Sorry, I thought it was quite funny, actually. <laughs> I thought it was quite funny how Jesus said, listen, my hour has not yet come. It's not yet ready for me yet. And Jesus' mother's like, listen, he's going to do something. And when he does, do what he says. So she just ignored that statement and was like, listen, we're about to do a miracle here. Come over and just listen to what he told you to do, right? So I thought that was quite just humorous just from reading that. But the real deal, what I want to go into is actually what Jesus tells them to do. So Jesus tells them to get containers, right? Um, 20 or 30 gallons a piece. And he said to them, fill the water pots with water. Now, listen, you and I, if you if you know the Bible to any depth or any any degree, you know that 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 there are many parables or verses that talk about the vessels of being vessels of honor, being vessels of God. And I really feel, as I was reading this recently, that the Holy Spirit would have me liken these water pots unto vessels, human vessels. And so what has happened here is that Jesus has instructed the disciples to go and get gallons who are empty, right? Gallons are empty and they're quite depth. They have depth to them. So you are a vessel, you know, who you can be filled up, that you are willing and able to be poured into because water, because I read the chapter one and we liken water as in as as to the holy spirit those of you that know bible in a bit more depth the water is likened unto the unto the holy spirit and we read that in chapter one when jesus was anointed now if you can just take a moment and just take your eyes away from the fact that it's actually a vessel a physical vessel but liken this vessel unto a human vessel and imagine that actually what was being asked to asked to to be to 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 be poured into was not just a, a natural vessel but you can liken this into a human vessel and this human vessel that is filled with water right filled up to the brim let's just stay there for a second right as believers we don't just need a, a touch of the holy spirit we need an 
infilling of the Holy Spirit. We need to be filled to the brim with the spirit of the living God. We need to be filled to the brim with Christ Jesus, our Messiah. We need to be filled to the brim with all of the goodness of the kingdom of God in the inside of us. Listen, when you are filled to the brim, even filled overflowing, like what if I would say, it says like, you know, if you, you will never thirst again, if you are um, oh, let me get that scripture out for you. I I don't like to misquote scripture. So I'm as I'm here, <laughs> I want to grab that scripture where it talks about, you know, us never being thirsty again. If we ask for the whole, if we ask for the Holy Spirit, yeah, we will never thirst again. And this is again in, let me just find it quickly for you guys, because I'm doing this off the cuff. Um, everyone who drinks of the water. The natural water will be thirsty, but those who drink of the living water will never thirst again. Let me just find exactly where that is for you guys. Um, those of you who know it can go straight to it, right? But listen, this is this is our invitation. That's John 4. I should know this really. John 4 is one of my scriptures. John 4, verse 10, the lady at the well, right? We should know, I should know this, sorry. <laughs> Right. But he says, like, there's the living water that God will give you will cause you to never be thirsty. So that means that we need to drink of the living water. So if you go to um, John chapter four, it will there's a scripture there that talks about the living waters. And I just want to reference that as well in parallel to John chapter two. So let's just quickly go there. Right. So. Oh, Jesus answered and said to her, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink. You would have asked him and he would have given you living water. So those that are thirsty, hmm, those that are actually thirsty. If, 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 oh, thank you, Jesus. Jesus says, if you knew the gift of God and who it is who says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. So if you ask Jesus for water, if you ask him to give you a drink, if you ask him to fill your vessel, you will never thirst again. Let's parallel John chapter four to John chapter two. So chapter four, verse 10, sorry to be specific. And John chapter two of verse seven we're paralleling those scriptures together because this is about there being a need for drink okay or wine in john chapter two it's wine and john chapter 10 it's about the actual water but the, it's all about drinking about drinking okay so here's the point jesus says in john chapter two go and fill these vessels to the brim okay now if you fill your vessel to the brim with the living water in john chapter four right and now he says in chapter two, verse eight, draw some out now and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it when the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine and did not know where it came from. The master of the feast called the bridegroom and said to him, every man at the beginning sets out good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior you have kept the good wine until now. So basically what's happened here is that the water has been poured into the vessel. But when you draw the water out, listen to me very carefully. 
when you are filled up, the filling up is not for yourself. But when you are filled up and by faith, you you draw out that water, you give of that water, you 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 spread that water out. You don't just get, keep that water inside of you. You let it, you let it let it be um, poured out to others. The taste of that water has no choice but to be of a good quality, or to be of a good wine. Has no choice but to stand out. Has to be the best of the best. So when you deliver your anointing, so let me re- paraphrase this: as in, you allow yourself to be poured with anointing. And when you deliver from a place of surrendering and realizing that it's from the Lord, what happens is what the, the 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 drink that you give the world is drink that is so tasty, it's so unique, it stands out, it cannot be compared to whatever robots are out there, but it's a unique from the Holy Ghost, you will stand out and people will still gravitate towards what you have. People will gravitate to you, to your to your messaging, to your voice, to your expertise, to what you have to offer. If you allow yourself to be filled in, right, when you speak, when you show up, people will gravitate towards you because you are filled with the anointing of the Holy Spirit, which when poured out has a has a has the glorious taste has an anointed taste manifest the glory of God when you allow yourself to be filled so it says here verse 11 that you begin to be a sign and a wonder because Jesus has now manifested his glory in you the vessel who have chosen to be filled have chosen to pour out what you've been filled with and as you pour out that manifests the glory of the Lord So here's the thing. It doesn't matter the environment you find yourself in. It doesn't matter that people's jobs are getting lost. It doesn't matter that people are losing their houses and people are losing jobs. People are not getting business deals. Contracts Contracts are being reduced. People are not getting clients. It doesn't matter about other people. It doesn't matter. Child of God, if you can decide to be filled If you can be still and allow the Holy Spirit to fill your cup, your testimony will be different because the Bible cannot and does not lie. It says that the the spirit of the living God comes with evidence. If you like, we're going to have another, 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 um, session where I'm going to talk more about the evidence of the kingdom but the evidence of the kingdom in a very just a very quick um way just so you understand it means that the evidence cut sorry the kingdom of God sorry comes with evidence there's a scripture that talks about where Jesus where John sends his disciples right to go and check out and see if Jesus is really the Christ is Jesus the Messiah John sent his disciples and they and 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 the disciples go and meet Jesus, right? And Jesus says to the disciples, he says this, he says, listen, the blind see, the lame walk, right? The deaf hear, okay? You tell him this and ask me again if this is the kingdom of God. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing, right? 
<laughs> because basically Jesus was saying to him, listen, the kingdom of God comes with manifestation. Listen, if you are filled with the Holy Spirit, it comes with manifestation. And so you cannot but stand out if you are filled with the Holy Spirit. That's my point. So here again, we're talking about flourishing and flourishing in itself. The word flourish means to attract. The, the word flourish means to, 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 to grow, to stand out, to be, a, to be flamboyant, right? The word flourish, let me get an actual definition for you guys. I, you know, I do time in the word, time in the word, and I'll always just do it off the cuff and just get the words out, right? So word flourish means to be, as a noun, is a bold or extravagant gesture, right? It means to be impressive, successful, act or period. So it means for you to be able to showcase glory as we saw in John chapter two, verse 11, I believe it was, right? Yes. So the manifestation of the glory of God will come to a vessel who makes themselves available to be filled to the brim by the Holy Spirit and allows themselves to be poured out onto others. As you do that by faith, you will see that you will flourish that you, your work will flourish, that let me, let me, let me even, let me even remind you of Jeremiah 17 and what it says in the time of drought. Okay. Jeremiah 17 is a scripture that you don't want to lose in this season. You want to stay hold Jeremiah 17 verse seven to 10. I'll even read for you, right? It says this, blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope is the Lord, whose hope the Lord is rather, sorry, verse eight. For he shall be as a tree planted by the waters and that spreadeth out her roots by the river and shall not see when he cometh, but her leaf shall be green and shall not be careful or in other words, anxious in the year of drought, shall not be anxious in the year of drought, neither shall cease from yielding fruit. Verse nine, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins, even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doing. There are some key things here you don't want to miss. It says here, you shall not be anxious in the year of drought because you trust in the Lord, because you're going to be like what? A tree planted by where? The waters. There's a clue. The waters. You need to be planted by the water. I need to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The water needs to be filled to the brim with water. Be filled to the brim with water. I paraphrase for he shall be as a tree planted by the waters. And guess what? You won't see when there is drought. You won't see when there is um, when the heat comes right? When people around you are losing their jobs, when, when people around you are facing, facing a, 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 a price, price, prices increasing around them, you won't feel it because you are connected to the spirit of the living God. And actually not only won't you feel it, but you shall not cease from yielding fruit. You shall be a fruitful vine, right? So don't let your heart deceive you as verse nine says that your heart is desperately wicked. You don't let your heart deceive you. What you need to do is you need to keep doing what God tells you to do. Because he said, listen, 
I will give to every man according to his ways. If he sees you walking in faith, if he sees you being still and being, being intentional to sit with the Holy Spirit, he will give to you the fruit of your doings. John chapter 15, we know it, but I'm going to remind you, the true vine. You can said, abide in me, verse four, and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. It is so important that in this season, if you desire to stand out, if you desire to be fruitful, if you desire to flourish, you must abide in the vine. What does that look like practically? Let's talk about practicality now. I'll talk about scripture, but practically what does that mean? That means you deciding to be still and not just still physically, like having that sacred quiet time in the morning. That's all great. But being still in your mind. Oh, Jesus, be still in your mind. When, when worry comes in, when all the, the thoughts come in, oh, what does the Bible say? Said, I will keep him in perfect peace, who his mind is kept on me. Oh, Lord, I need to get that scripture again. I will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on me, right? That is Isaiah 26, verse 3. So what you need to get yourself busy doing is, yes, have that still time with the Lord. And I love me personally, I'm a worshiper. So I'd love to just worship God and just worship him. I just find songs. And I would worship as I worship. God will pour into me, right? As I worship, I'm allowing the Holy Spirit. As I will ask God, fill me. Spirit of the living God. I just ask God to fill me up, Lord Jesus. Fill me up, fill me, Holy Spirit. And if you speak in tongues, don't neglect the gift of speaking in tongues. In your quiet time, speak in tongues. In the, in the shower, speak in tongues. The Holy Spirit, fill my cup. Fill me, Lord. Fill my spirit. Fill my heart. Fill me. Fill me. Just ask him to fill you. Worship him. That These are practical things you can do. Like, listen, I'm, and I put an email out not long ago about the business, the busyness of life. And I just found ways to be still, even in the midst of busyness, right? Just calm. Just worship. As you do those things, you are going to find that you're going to you're going to be filled with the Holy Spirit and he'll start to direct you more. You'll hear him clearly. You'll get ideas in very short spaces of time. He'll download to you what to do, where to go, who to work with. He'll down and then life will become so this is the kingdom. This is the kingdom wealth we talk about that I talk about. Kingdom wealth is an abundance of the spirit of the living God practically living in a believer. And as you do that, everything else physically will manifest. But you first have to experience the flourishing internally, being filled to the brim internally, having peace in your relationships with others, with, with having a prime relationship with Jesus so that he speaks to you, so that he directs you, he leads you, he guides you. He'll tell you, do this, do that. He'll tell you, no, don't pick up that phone call yet. Respond to that person, call this person. He'll tell you, he will direct your steps. Being led of the spirit of the living God is so important in this season child of god listening to me right now if you are starting a business if you're in business if you're if you have a career that you're concerned about get busy being still in the presence of the living god and he shall transform your life your business forever all right guys i hope this has blessed you if indeed it has blessed you and you have found value 
in this session, do share it to other people. I really want this message of the kingdom wealth to get to other people that we need to embrace the spirit of the living God first and experience his kingdom first. As we do so, everything else shall flourish. Everything else shall manifest and you will see such great and wonderful things and gifts from God as you go out there and do what he's called you to do. So guys, lots of love. Leave a review. If you remember to do so, I'll appreciate it. Let more eyes listen to this podcast. Thank you guys. And I'll see you guys in the next episode. God bless. Bye-bye. Hey friends, I hope you loved today's episode and have taken something practical away to apply today. If so, would you stop right now and share this episode with somebody else who needs a breakthrough in this area? It would also be a huge blessing to me if you would take 30 seconds to leave a review for the show on Apple Podcasts. Lastly, come along and watch my free training where I'll teach you the exact systems I use online to land at least three high paying clients in 30 days or less. Watch right now at bookiecoa.com. I'll see you on the other side. God's blessings. Take care.